Warning, the following content may contain elements that are not suitable for some audiences. Viewer discretion is advised. Live from NYC, human suplex machine. The one and only king. They stream it and they scream. It's the Taz Show. Everybody hacking. Everybody just wants more with the action. Hip-hop Jones got the music blasting. Better watch out, it's all he's asking. Over like Rover, he keeps it real. He's no joker. Original, he's no poser. No competition, he's the owner. There I'm moving speakers closer. Cause it's time to tune in to the Taz Show. Oh, all right, all right. We're good. We're rocking and rolling here on this Monday. Monday edition of the Taz Show. Uh, Going to talk Survivor Series. Yep, it happened last night. We'll get into that right here. Coming to you uh, by the Sims and Beyond. Streaming and screaming. Straight from the Gimmick Clubhouse, which is basically... Leave that wide shot there, man. I know we're not doing live video, but for those that are checking out Facebook Live later, basically nobody can see this. How about the wire hanging out of the wall? Okay, that's where the clock used to be, folks. Yeah, basically they're taking everything out of the studio. We're good on a shot. Thank you. Yeah, so welcome to the Show, ladies and gentlemen. If you want to call the show, it's a very simple but yet easy, as they say, process. Attention, hotline fans. I say easy process. Attention, hotline Maybe fans. a little louder. And three, two, one, go. Attention, hotline fans. I'm deaf. 866-475-2948. That's an 866-475-2948. Yeah, so anyways, if you want to talk about Survivor Series, whatever else you can, going to be here um, for a little while. Not going to 10 a.m. live today. Uh, meeting, meeting Jones later on. Uh, so I, I have to. I have no options. I have to get out of here. Um, I have a lot to say about Survivor Series. I'm going to lock in and solidify if WWE was ever thinking of putting me in the Hall of Fame. This episode will definitely keep me out. And you guys know that I've been fans of the show for a long time of my show. Um, uh, we, I mean, geez, close to 500 episodes. Seth, what are we at, dude? We're at got to be. This is what, 496 or something like that? 495? I was close. 496, you might be right. All right, whatever, we're close enough. It's close. But the thing is, steal that gimmick infringement. (laughs) Steal my gimmick. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, for those that know, I, you know, at times say things I'm very blunt and honest about WWE and creators (laughs) and stuff that they're doing or not doing. I put them over a lot, but at times I will kind of knock them. And it's like a running joke here on the show where it's like, oh, that's it. You said something negative about them, being uh, creative or whatever, and now uh, you will not be in the WWE Hall of Fame. But <clears throat> we shall see what happens uh, after this episode here. Um, for those that were lo- noticing, the producer of the show today is uh, basically my man here at the KFJ. They call him Seth. Uh, yes. Yes, Seth is, is the producer today. And uh, Seth. Good morning, Hebrews and Shebrews. Uh, it's great to have you back on the Taz Show here in that producer. Role. It's uh, it's a pleasure to be here. Yes, uh, some of the people are like, well, wait a minute, where, where, where is Dennis Jones? Where's the lumberjack? Uh, he's uh, uh, he's not in today. Uh, that's that's he's not here today. So, what do you mean no? He's he's not here today. So uh, anyway, so that's the deal. Um, lot to say as I said in this uh, Survivor series. I, you know, I'm, I, I there's a lot of sports I want to talk about. I'm not gonna have time. I just can't today. Um, obviously, I don't want people to think I'm ignoring the fact that my Bills got the, the, the piss kicked out of them. The backup quarterback experiment with Nate Peterman did not work, Coach McDermott. Uh, it did not work. Um, homeboy threw four interceptions in the first quarter, five interceptions in the first half. Very stupid. Very depressing. Easy. 
Easy. Easy. So, so, so that's the deal. So, uh, I, I, that's the one thing that jumps out to me. All our teams lost. Anyway. Yes. Uh, what, what do you mean? What, what do you mean all our teams? Anthony's uh, Broncos lost. My no Raiders lost. No one cares. Right, right, right. True, yeah. true. That's true. Yeah. We're a bunch of losers here. Yeah. We're a loser. No. Anyway, ah. out of control. Out of control. All right, so uh, Survivor Series. So, I got to say, um, I, I, as a whole, I thought it was okay. I mean, I thought the show was good. Some of the matches were good, um, for sure. I mean, some of the matches were – actually, some of the matches were real good. I don't, I don't want to downplay it. I shouldn't do that. Um, one of my favorite matches on the card was Usos and Cesaro and Sheamus, uh, that tag match, and a great promo by the Usos. I really enjoyed that um, very much. Um, I, I wasn't crazy – about the announcing during this match and other parts of the show, like Miz versus Corbin, I thought it got very confusing. Um, there was a lot of voices. Now, I've been part of dual teams like this on the air at once, and people are like, dude, I, people tweet me like, I've heard this happen with you, and when you were a commentator there, and it always, it's always sounded good when you guys were there doing it, ba 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 ba. And uh, yeah, because we had a leader, we, we made sure we designated one leader. That's number one, who led the broadcast if there was four or five of us doing commentary. There was one designated leader, and we would cheer for our brand. And people were like, well, yeah, but you guys, the, in, the arguing you guys have was felt real because it was. We were disgruntled. We were angry, like the SmackDown side, for example, that you know we weren't on Raw. Or that, I shouldn't say that, that Raw was always looked at as the A show. So we were pissed. Um, when Joey Styles and I were doing the ECW thing together, the rebirth of ECW for WWE, we were pissed. Just because they did a rebirth, um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but but like so you know, the thing is like you can't. You, it's got to be organic. It's got to be real, a real emotion for an announcer. These guys don't have that. I mean, Corey Graves on both shows. He, he's you know, he, they got him doing everything. People are like, oh, you should go there and help him and and do what is help him. What, 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 that's my goal in my career to help another man with his career. What are you fucking crazy? I must be honest. You can get paid to do that. Yeah, I got a lot. I got a lot of things going on, bro. I'm, I'm, WWE don't want me anyway, guys. I appreciate the kind <laughs> words. They don't want me. So there's some stuff in in a log on the fire, if whatever the expression is, with the Taz, right? I would say with the Taz. Irons. Yes. Yeah. Yes, for sure. I agree. Hey, you, know, you were talking about when you guys did uh, the commentary. You all had very distinct voices too. Well, I wanted I mean, to get into that, but I'm in my opening monologue, sir. I pardon mean, me. So, so this I'm could gonna, go on for a while. No, no, I'm kidding. I'm gonna cut my mic. No, but you're right. No, dude, dude. No, you're right though. <laughs> You're, you're, you're right. We we did have distinct voices, and and that brings you to a point. Speaking of the announcement last night, the only guy's voice who stands out, the only guy who really truly for me stood his ground and has credibility was Booker T. You know, you know it's Booker. He was raw, raw through and through. Um, when when they had Byron trying to argue, and he Byron tried his best to argue on behalf of SmackDown, but he doesn't sound real. He it sounds they made this kid a buffoon. There's nothing tougher by, about Byron, the, the character. Nothing. There's nothing. There's no credibility behind him as far as an in-ring competitor. So you can't have him sitting there, George Jack, and with a five-time, whatever Booker is, the five-time. And all the fame. I mean, all the championships Booker's had. I mean, he's been in the business as long as I've been in the business. I mean, so Booker's been around forever. I mean, Booker's Book an ultra-credible credible guy. You can't have your other side argue with him because it's a joke. You know, when they have someone say to him, when Booker talks about tag team championships and he goes, well, me and my brother were 10-time tag team champs. Mm. And then you guys heard, I think it was Corey Graves, say, when, when did you win? Where, when did, where did you win? Didn't he say something like that, Corey yes. Graves? Yes. Yeah. Okay. That was horrible. 
to, to not just undermine one of the commentators, but undermine, discredit, and, and, and emasculate a, a legendary wrestler, Hall of Famer like Booker T. And I got news for you, ladies and gentlemen. That right there is not Corey Graves' fault. That is being produced to him. Ugh. And that's a shoot, or as the insiders call it, a shoot. That's, what the, ins- that's the inside word, Seth. That means real. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, so that's a shoot right there. That, that's coming from Vince McMahon or from Stephanie, probably not Triple H because he was getting ready to destroy the whole roster. So. <laughs> <laughs> Making friends all day long, the Tash. Body slammed me and broke my glasses. <laughs> Nonstop. So anyway, yeah, no, uh, uh, that was that's not Corey going to business for himself. That's not Corey disrespecting. I guarantee you he wrote Booker a note on a piece of paper and passed it to Booker and apologized that it wasn't me. Meaning, you know, just because out of respect, you don't. Corey's not. Look, he's not going to do that. That he's not doing it. I promise, he's not doing it. He's not. That's coming from the gorilla position, from whoever's producing. That's it. And that's a shoot. That's it. And I'm telling you, I, I, I've been there. I know. Trust me. Um, I, I think the announcing, when you could notice it too much, it's bad. And I got to tell you, Michael Cole. Those guys all work for him. He's got some position of power there with the announcers. He and he's been in this position more than once. Michael Cole, he knows. And at times he was taking a lead, but Tom Phillips was the lead too. I mean, what we used to do just to pull the curtain back for you guys. Let's say it was me and Cole, Jr. and King. Okay, so Cole would take the lead for the most part during a SmackDown segment, and Jr. would take the lead. During a Raw, meaning match, while we were all calling it together or something like that. Or we would agree. But when it was a bunch of us, even more, it was like, at one time it was like six of us on mic or something like that. I can't remember. We all agreed. I think JR was there, I'm 99% sure, and JR being the veteran, being the elder statesman, JR was going to be the lead play-by-play. I did not hear a true lead play-by-play last night. Cole did at times, but Phillips did, but it's just... And then you get a situation where Phillips, Saxton, and almost Cole could all sound the same. And sometimes Corey. There's no distinct real, to your point, Seth, no real distinct except for Booker. It's confusing as hell. So, And also Corey being on both sides would take both sides during the broadcast. Too, he shouldn't even be on the, He should not have been on the air. Corey Graves shouldn't even been on the show. And I like Corey. I'm not saying because of his work. His I'm position. saying his position in character, he shouldn't have been on the show. It makes no sense. He can't take a side. The poor guy's kind of screwed. So now as an audience, we're confused. Okay, fine. I got it. The announcer are going to be combative, and they're going to wave the flag of the brand. No problem. I'm in. I'm down. Let, let, me, let, me, let me get involved with the story. Uh, you got me sucked in. Let's go. But then it, 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 it made no sense. It veered off. Then you got a guy like, like I said, Byron Saxon arguing with Booker T. Uh, there's no, and Booker got to the point where he just thought he had enough of this shit. And Booker said, I'll l- listen to Byron trying to sound tough. You can tell he's never been in a fight in his life. <laughs> that was great. Yeah. I, it was great, and he's right. I mean, you, you could tell. I mean, I, not that you need to have fights under your belt as a color commentator, but you need to have credibility and, uh, you know, you need to have, um, need to have some championships under your belt. I mean, I, I'm listening to Michael Cole speaking on this and, and Booker, not Booker, uh, Corey, when Booker said something to Corey, when Corey buried him because the office made him bury him about tag team titles and Booker's comeback was something like, well, what, what have you won? Something like that. 
and Cole was going to defend Cole. Well, actually, he because I think Corey Graves, I think the one title he's owned uh, had tag was, team was tag NXT. team title in yeah. NXT. Like, I, I'm not. Booker, Booker said something first, like, really, Corey? <laughs> he said something. I mean, like, really, yeah. but it's true. Like, okay, so, so, okay. <laughs> Corey has had the tag team title in NXT early in the NXT days. And then Corey, unfortunately for the young man, couldn't compete anymore because of concussions or whatever was going on with him. I, I can't remember. You really going to compare that that tag team, that that run, if you want to call it, in NXT in its early stages to what Booker T's done as a tag team wrestler? You Can you guys really, WWE, can you really put any of those color commentators you have to go nose to nose with Booker T or when JBL was there or when Jerry the King Law was there or to be honest and humble when I was there? I... I was not known as a tag team wrestler, and I got more tag team titles than Corey Graves. <laughs> <laughs> WWE tag team titles. I mean, so, like, you know, I, 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 like, I'm just saying, like, it, 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 I'm fine, WWE, to a degree, with you guys putting commentators in the seat that aren't filled with credibility as long as you don't shine a light on it. And when you have someone, George Akin, with someone with the credibility and legacy of Booker T, uh, you know, or JBL, you know, or Lawler, I, I, I'm sorry. I'm throwing a big flag. That just don't work. That's a load of hogwash, or as they say, bullshit. So, you know, really. Why were they doing that? Are they trying to build Corey up? I mean, no. not that he needs it. No, yeah. they're just trying to, it's the gorilla position at times, trying to create some dissension amongst the team, trying to piss off one of the commentators, and they use one of the other commentators as a pawn. That's all it is. And it's a truth. It's a truth. I, I've been there. I've been on both ends of it. I have. And it's a gospel truth. That's all it is. They're, they're, look, like I said, now, and I can't reiterate, reiterate it enough. You can't, they would, Corey Graves or Byron Saxon are not going to go out there and disrespect Booker. And Booker's not going to disrespect them. And Tom Phillips isn't going to disrespect those guys because he never took a bump. And Michael Cole. He's, he's not going to do it, even though he wore the orange Syracuse orange singlet <laughs> in that one match with headgear, which was priceless. But he's, I don't think he's looked at as a wrestler. Um, okay, we got all sorts of stuff. I got to tell you, just side note, I just, want, I, I just got sidetracked. This studio and this whole thing here, I, I'm letting you people know, ladies and gentlemen, you guys know how I am about my content. And you guys know about this huge move. Now, the merger happened. It's official. It's official. I mean, you know, with, with this company called Entercom and CBS Radio. and it's, This is your first show with Entercom. That's right. It's my first welcome. show at Entercom. Oh, that's yeah. great. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. I feel welcome. And it's awesome. Uh, I, I don't think anyone cares. But but it's okay. No here, one cares. Here's the thing. I, I'm, I'm kind of done with the studio here. I'm done with everything here. Because there's no clock on the wall. Half of our video equipment to go live is gone. We can't. There's a lot of issues because they're moving everything out. And they keep forgetting that someone is doing live shows every day here, and that someone is me. Yes. They keep forgetting that part. So, therefore, I'm angry. Okay? I'm angry. I hate everyone. I'm angry, and what has to happen is I need to be happy. I cannot be angry. I'm telling you, Seth... I think I, this might just, till the end of the year comes around, 
I might just do this show as a full podcast every day. You said the P word? I said, the, oh, but I've been saying oh. the P word for a while now. All right. Because there would be a true podcast. It wouldn't be live. Because we're just this, this dude, look, come on. You're the lead producer here, and I'm not blaming you. And it's no one's fault per se, but dude, am I right or wrong? It's like stuff just gone here every day. It's true. But also behind the scenes, the company split also. I know. That's what right. people don't realize. Well, good point. That's yeah. actually a good point. That's like actually- a, there's a half, a half our office is CBS and they took half our stuff. So, like the clock that was on yeah, the wall, which is ridiculous. They're they're not leaving for another two weeks. You either. text me last night, yes, and <laughs> how upset was I over a clock? I don't blame you. I keep looking at this wire in the wall. Looking at this wire hanging out of the wall. I want to pull it. It's unbelievable. <laughs> it's, it's unbelievable. I mean, seriously, like it's. So I don't know. You're gonna get your content, ladies and gentlemen. You're gonna get your free lunch. Don't worry about that. You're gonna get it, <laughs> but you might not get it live. We should bring sledgehammers in and just take the wall out. We should bring sledgehammers in and just beat you about the head, neck, and chest area. How about that idea? That might be good. That could work. That's not nice. Real quick, uh, before I keep talking here about the Survivor Series and 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 uh, get on the phone calls, talk to some of the jobbers on hold, uh, let me bring in the uh, video uh, producer extraordinaire, Anthony, they call him. And how's it going, big guy? All right. There's no uh, mic. No. All right. They took that, too. All yeah. right. Well, it's here. <laughs> <laughs> Even though that's got the voice, you still can't hear him. Bro, I'll do that again. Take two. Uh, let's bring in Anthony, the producer. Ant, how are you? Ant, I can't hear you. Ant, what are you doing? Ant, what are you doing? Never heard. I'm just a loser. <laughs> they call me the Shockmaster. It's unbelievable. Um, I forgot that. Everything. Boom, 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 boom. Relax. So, so, <laughs> they took Ant's mic. They took Ant's mic. Did you ever see, what's the movie, bro? You know, I know you know the movie when I say it. They took my thumb, Paulie, remember? They took my thumb. They took his mic. They took my what was thumb. It? No, they took his thumb. What's the, what's her name's brother, the actress, the pretty girl? Yeah. How's that? Um, Not the Pope of Greenwich Village. What's his name? Uh, oh, Charlie. What was that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the uh, movie? Is that? Eric Roberts. Eric Roberts. Yeah. His sister is? Pope of Village, Julia Roberts. Julia Roberts. She's a pretty lady. I told you this. A pretty woman. She's a pretty woman. <laughs> <laughs> that was rehearsed well before the show. We nailed it. I'm we re- very happy with Seaman. We rehearsed that whole thing. Anyway, uh, he says the line in the movie. He goes, they took my thumb, Paulie. So I'm sitting here talking over here about Anthony, about his mic. I'm like, they took his mic. Uh, maybe the joke only worked in my head. All right, I'll look up the scene. No, okay. it's... <laughs> <laughs> they took the same, bro. It, they took his mic. So, uh, anyways, um, back to the whole Survivor Series thing. Listen, what does my grandfather say? Look it. Okay, so look it. Here's he, he, the thing. The announcing, I, I went over that. Okay, enough with the announcing. Um, the other thing, the main thing, I should say, that's really got me... A little Charlie <laughs> They took my phone <laughs> Wait <laughs> Sam They took Andy's mic <laughs> It's almost the same Close. That's what I thought of in my sick mind Was that bit right That scene That line right there Oh my god Good stuff I'm still my monologue though uh, So anyways Um all right. <laughs> All right. So I, I told you a, a teeny bit about the Uso Cesaro Sheamus. I did like that match. And I thought the Usos cut a great promo there in that match. Um, and that's where that whole Booker T, 
uh, tag team title thing came out, and that's why I, I, I went I went crazy. I had a note for myself about it. Um, I thought it was an excellent match, seriously. And at the end, there was a spot one of the Usos did where he flew over the freaking top rope and tagged his brother. Did you see that shit? Yes. And um, it was insane. I, I'd never seen a spot like that. I'm sure it's been done before, but I, I, I've... That was ultra impressive. Homeboy just flew through the air, made the tag, and cross body blocked wherever he did on the outside of uh, one of the heels. But uh, I enjoyed the match very much. Um, what else did I enjoy? Um, mm. uh, I like New Day versus Shield, I, the opening match. I thought it was very good. Um, I'm not sure why they had rules in the match. I mean, Raw won the match, the Shield went over, Kofi. There was kind of like the tagging and the guys. Were, I, I mean, I'm not one of those guys that usually stickler on on the, the rules, and just have it be a, a tornado tag. Don't, don't don't or just let it be just not full skin anywhere, but just like just kind of pull the rules or something. No DQ, no count, something. Sometimes they count, sometimes they don't. Yeah, that's it's you know we know it's a work, but you can't have that like where you prostitute the work end of the business. It's not good. It looks bad. Um, what else? On the, uh, the women's side, uh, uh, Raw versus SmackDown, um, you know, I, I like that the, the Raw women, okay, uh, the full SmackDown team was in the ring. The world, Raw women were coming out individually. And if you notice, they didn't get in the ring, which was smart because last we saw the attack on SmackDown by Raw, so they didn't want to go in the ring, each girl, and then the SmackDown girls beat the hell out of them. You know what I mean? So it kind of protects yep. the integrity of the gimmick. That was good. Uh, but I don't know why they would go face-to-face -face before the, sh the match starts once they all were evened up five-on-five five, and the SmackDown girls and the Raw girls got in each other's face. I think that Raw should have attacked them right away. You know, they should have, they, we call it a jump start to pull the curtain back for some of you insiders that need to talk like wrestlers. Ooh, yeah. jump start. Yeah. Okay. Don't ever say that word again. <laughs> okay. So don't ever do that again. Um what else? Oh, something in this match with the uh, first of all, we didn't see uh, we didn't see Paige, right? No Paige. No Paige. So my theory was wrong. They had Natalia come in. Really, I, oh, something must have. I don't know, but save her for Tuesday or Monday. Well, well, hopefully, there's no heat with her and them. I don't know. I haven't really paid attention to the internet. So maybe you can take a peek. Uh, I really like something I didn't expect to happen. I didn't think of it, and I thought WWE did a good job with this. Was that Nia and Tamina fi facing off? You know. Family blood there and all. Uh, two big, strong, tough women. I, I thought it was really cool. I like that spot, and I think WWE handled the spot the right way. Um, Asuka won for her team, so Raw won. Um, they are pushing Asuka to the moon, kids. Um, I think what they should have done was had the rest, the other four Raw girls come to the ring and celebrate with Asuka at the end instead of just Asuka uh, that one for her team. The whole thing's built on teamwork. Let's put heat aside, you know, and, and angles, and we all should celebrate together. So I don't know why she wasn't. The other four girls weren't in the ring with her. They should have did that. I just think it would have been better. Um, so uh, in my view, um, I thought that Miz versus Corbin, um, like I said, was very. Uh, I don't know if I talked about this. I didn't talk about this today. I don't think I did. No. It was good. It was real good. Um. Uh, this is, like I said earlier, this is what he announcing really jumped out to me. That was a little hairy, a little wild, a lot going on. And where Book was the only guy's, the only voice that I could, could you know, decide who was who there. Uh, Corbin won, though. SmackDown won this one. Corbin won the match. 
I'm happy they did this. I might have predicted. I don't remember what did a prediction show, but I'm glad Corbin won the match. I thought that was good. Um, uh, I'll get to more detail in a little bit on some of these things if I can. But I definitely want to get full throttle into Brock versus AJ, and I want to get into. Uh, actually, you know what? I think we, we should do here. Well, we got time. We don't have to go to break yet. We're good, right? Yeah. I was expecting. Uh, I, th- I thought it was later than this. I have the clock. I'm looking. At, I'm getting notification, but. I'm looking at a wire to a wall, bro. So it's hard to tell me when I gotta go to break. But I see, I see the other clock on each neighbor's Fernum Dynaflow. Get the sun it. out the window. You just see where the sun is. Exactly. I, I thought, um, I thought Maurice was definitely gonna slap Baron Corbin, but she didn't. He got over there for a minute and she oh. got in his face. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Um, Baron- people think Paige. You mentioned Paige before that she might come on Raw tonight. That's oh, that's what people are saying. Maybe. Okay. Okay. Yeah. okay. I haven't really paid much attention to that whole. Stuff with the internets and all that stuff. Um, I don't really. Uh, I'm getting a notification that I did pick uh, Baron Corbin, so I was correct on that. On a prediction show, yes. Oh, Mazel Tov. <laughs> exactly. That's what they say. I just don't know if it's the other way around or which way you're looking to do it. If it's six or seven, I'm not really sure. Schnee, 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 Seth, you haven't worked with me in a while. I'll go into those number things. And oh. it, get, it gets confusing for people. And then that, looking at your face. I'm you confused like, now, myself. You were, you were trying to figure out what the heck is this guy talking about? I have no idea. But that's what I do. I keep people, um, yeah, I keep you on your toes. So Hi, thank you. So you never know what is going to happen. And that's my goal. And sometimes when I get into that kind of a game, uh, anything can happen. Anything. It's just the way it goes. Um, but here's the other thing. This Brock AJ match, um, as good as we thought it would be, okay, as good as we thought it would be. Um, I, I think I said Brock would win, and Brock did win. Uh, the the towards the end, the calf crusher spot they did was awesome. Holy crap, it was great. And and like I said the other day, look, when you have these two guys, their body types. Them as individual athletes, they complement each other to have a great match. And we saw that. And AJ is is great in working with guys that are bigger than him. And Brock is smart enough, smooth enough, and athletic enough to work with guys that are, that are not as big as him. Um, I, something happened in this match I want people to notice. <clears throat> At the end when they did that really cool F5 spot where AJ went for the flying forearm and he caught him in midair. Right? It was an awesome spot. Watch what Brock does, because the physical story throughout a good chunk of the match was the leg of Brock was being worked on, chopped down the giant, right, by, by A.J. on Brock. Yep. Look at what Brock does. While he has homeboy A.J. up in the F5, Brock sold his knee for a second. He buckled his knee while he had him in the air. Like, those things were important. Charlotte did the same thing um, when she worked uh, when she, she worked earlier in the night what she did was her ribs against Alexa Bliss. She did, I can't remember, what, what did she have? Charlotte had Alexa up in something. Or was it a finish? Maybe it was the bridge, I can't remember. And she, she sold her ribs even before the match ended. Like, it was so, like, those little nuances, that's agents that are backstage that are doing a good job, reminding the talent to do that. That's the talent doing it themselves. And that's that's how you draw money. And I thought it was, um, they also made the champions who lost. Ah! <laughs> They made the champions who lost, they made them look good. I mean, the, going back to the Brock-AJ match, even in that spot you're talking about when AJ came off the top rope, I watched in slow motion again. AJ 
showed like he was going for the forearm, and then you know, just just so it's little little things excellently executed. Yeah, and that that type of you know, fans could go on the independent scene and watch wrestlers, watch these kids that are great athletes that can do great spots, but you could see the inexperience compared to the the guys and girls that are pros. Those little things, those little tiny nuances, which I've been talking about for close to 500 shows here, are very, very important at that highest level as a professional wrestler. I'm just promising you that. On that note, I got to go to break, okay? And I'm going to pose the question to you as I go to break. I debuted in the WWE in the year 2000, and we are on the cusp of 2018. Of 2018. And I ask you, has anything really changed as far as the top tier characters in the WWE since 2000. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not making friends. <laughs> the folks in Connecticut. I'll be back. Tatra's the type. Talking Survivor Series, and I was complaining about the clock being gone. <laughs> no worries for the human suplex machine, kids. Mm-mm-mm. Nope. You know why? Because I got me one of those movement watches. Yeah. You know, and I got a deal for you, too. You know, I'm always talking movement watches. They love me. I love them. They start just at at department stores, you know, the fancy dance stores, you're looking at $400 or $500 for each of these watches. Uh-uh. See, Movement figured out by selling online, they're able to cut out the middleman and the retail markup, as the work, as we call it. And they can provide us, as the public, with the best possible price. And, oh, God, classic design, quality construction. The styling is off the chain, as they say. The kids are talking. Over 1 million watches sold in over 160 countries. Lordy B, as they say. <laughs> and I got a 15% off for you for a movement watch. 15% off with free shipping and free returns. Okay, and I'm going to tell you how to do it. All you got to do is go to MVMT.com slash T-A-Z. That's MVMT.com slash T-A-Z. I'm telling you what, this watch is a really clean, cool design, makes a great fashion statement. Now is the time to step up your watch game, boys and girls. Go to mvmtwatches.com slash T-A-Z. Join the movement! There you have it. Hey, uh, Chris, California, you're on the Taz Show. What do you say there, house? Taz, good moment. AFJ, I love you more than Dennis. Ah, <laughs> take it. Yes. <laughs> What's up, big guy? Um, I had a couple of quick notes of Survivor Series and one really big football question for you. Okay. Uh, one on Survivor Series, I noticed that the SmackDown boys were in some sort of blue, but the Raw still had a white shirt on. 
your thoughts on that? Uh, raw, no, the raw guys mostly had red on. I don't know what. What, what do you mean? Maybe you got to fix the tint on your TV or your computer, bro. What are, what are you talking about? They they were wearing red a lot of the sma- the raw guys and girls. Um, the, the SmackDown commentators had some sort of blue. Oh, oh dude, dude, I know you said. Com- oh, hold on, I'm sorry. I, no, Chris, Chris, stop, stop it, stop it. I'm talking. Stop. I need to talk, Chris. I'm the boss. No, Chris, I didn't know you meant the announcers. You're right. I apologize. So. You were saying that the SmackDown guys were not wearing as much. Which guys weren't wearing their colors? Who? Oh, no, no. The SmackDown commentators had plenty of blue on, but the Raw commentators, with the exception of Corey Graves, had no red on. Your thoughts? It's uh, a bad move. I'm a little surprised. Uh, Booker is usually a fashion plate, and Michael Cole, well, most of his suits he gets from the men's warehouse, but uh, nothing against the men's warehouse. But it's not as fancy as some other suits. But yeah, I, I don't. You sure didn't have red on set? Did they not have red on uh, Booker and uh, and uh, Cole? I don't know. I wasn't right. really paying attention to the announcers. Well, Chris was. Um, yeah. I, I think they should have. They weren't. If they weren't Chris, they should have been wearing red. At least like a red pocket square or something like that. But I, I didn't pay that much attention either. And what's your football question? Is it NFL or college football? Well, it's technically a shot to Dennis, but. Where has the loose-ass Invitational been? Oh, yes. Uh, interesting, because <laughs> Seth can speak on that. He's a member of it. Um, Not only a client, I'm also a member. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, where has it been? It's happening. It's been going on. Uh, we haven't been... You know, Listen, Chris, it's like most fantasy football that's played with guys when they don't play for money. It runs out of gas after like five, six weeks. That's usually what happens. It happened last year with us, too. Uh, really did. Are you a fantasy football player, Chris? I am, and unfortunately, my team isn't as doing as yours. Well, do you play for money in the fantasy league, or are you, are you playing Fun Time Jones? What are you doing? Uh, it's, I'm a casual fan. Oh, that's awesome. Okay, great. No one cares. All right, listen, Chris, I appreciate you calling, bro. Seriously. All right, Taz, I love you. Love you too, buddy. Take care. There you go. It's Chris and Callie. You crushed Ant, if you want to know. I did. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I still make sure I make roster moves. I just... Man, I don't know. Football season's been rough for me, man, because the mm. Bills, everything going on. and that Damn crying Brian. Crying Brian's the God, I hate him. Oh, he's, he doesn't lose. No, I know. Always, like last year. You need to get Kells in the league. He don't know what he's doing. It'd be great. No. He'll get smoked. It'd be awesome. All for this beauty. There right it is. Here, oh. Yeah. I don't know if anybody can see it. There's no video, live, live video. But right, later they can see it. And Jodis. Seth's got his hand on a toilet bowl. Shocking. Um, <laughs> he's always running around a toilet bowl. Um, <laughs> I haven't been in college in 25 years. I hear you. Uh, but you can run the bases like the Dickens. We know that. Yeah. Craig Biggio <laughs> did the job. So look at, um, here we go. <laughs> here we go. So Brock versus AJ. Like I said, that calf crusher spot was great. Uh, and Brock sold it great. Um, a lot of people saying this maybe should have be the last match, the main event of the show. And it should have ended with, with this. I, I don't think so. Um, because then folks would have complained that AJ didn't win and Brock won. Because AJ's more of the internet darling than Brock, and I think a lot of hardcore fans would have rather seen AJ win. That's number one. Number two, no matter if I like it or not, or if you, the audience, likes it or not, the WWE has their main time, money, and effort put into um, people like Shane McMahon and Triple H. Uh, that's where their true... Um, money is, their faith, their uh, their desire. Um, and if you don't believe me, just, just watch the main event last night. I mean, that, and 
you know, it just it 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 has me shaking my head. That's why I pondered the question to you all before I went to break. Like, you know, saying that I debuted in WWE in 2000, okay? I, that's when I debuted, and I spent just about a decade there. So I debuted there 18 years ago, for argument's sake, because we're almost near 2018 here, at 2018. And I said, has anything changed? <laughs> uh, meaning with the people on top. And if you watched last night, I said this to you, Seth, before we went on the end. You said, well, if you looked at last night, yeah, no, nothing's changed. It's yeah. the same people, right? Triple H, Kurt Angle, John Cena, Randy Orton. It's the same. <laughs> Shane McMahon. Uh, you know, I, I don't understand. Well, someone said, what about Braun Strowman? Yeah, well, they did. Listen, no, don't be, look, <laughs> don't be fooled, okay? You, you could fool, WWE could fool fans. They ain't fooling me, okay? You could, you could paint this thing up like Braun Strowman was the last man standing. And you could have Michael Cole say that on commentary or whoever said it as the, the night ended. That because he bumped, uh, he bumped uh, Triple H and all that jazz. You could say that all you want. Nice try. Not so fast. Uh, not happening. Okay, not happening. The whole spotlight <laughs> was not on Braun. The spotlight was on Triple H. That's the spotlight was bright as hell on Triple H. And even after the pay-per-view ended and Braun did what he did and his show went off the air, Triple H got his last shot in. Via social media, I didn't he, even know that he he walked off the screen and and uh, Stephanie came out and he he bumped oh, he, he bumped into the wall like he didn't know where he was like he did a little yeah so just he got even his last pop at the end of course too. yeah yeah for it's, social media so that's yeah. see that's what I'm saying you, you you have guys in the match like Samoa Joe, Bobby Roode, Finn Balor, Nakamura, are these guys not? Why, why are these guys not standing tall at the end? Why are these these are this is not just your future, this is your current. You know, you got you got guys like Seth Rollins doing the shield thing and Roman Reigns and Dean Ambrose. They had big pushes. Now you put them back together. No, what, 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 this is a this would have been an amazing opportunity for the last man standing to be a Samoa Joe, to be a Finn Balor, a Nakamura, a Bobby Roode. No. They had to get pedigreed or beat or whatever. You know, they had to you know, and, and and even Cena, at least Cena didn't overstay his welcome. Uh, he he had a spotlight, but he didn't overstay his welcome, meaning with the way they booked this thing. Don't let anybody fool you that the last man standing was Braun Strowman. That's a load of malarkey, as the expression goes. <laughs> Which, although malarkey basically means, if you don't know what malarkey means, that means bullshit. Okay? <laughs> uh, well, I, now that I'm thinking about listening to you talk, because I always learn from you. Braun didn't need it, I guess, is the point, right? Braun's not a money worker. Like, when I say money worker, he's a money attraction. He's a big-time blockbuster money attraction. He's not a money worker. He's been wrestling his matches. He's a much better in-ring worker and athlete than I thought he would be when he started getting built, when he started coming into the company. I thought, all right, this guy's impressive looking. He's going to be a big guy that just crushes guys. But he can do a lot more than that. I'm well aware of that. He's not a working money machine like a Joe, like a Rude, like a Nakamura, like an AJ Styles, like a Finn Balor. You know, th- these guys are working machines that draw money by their in-ring ability, how friggin' good they are, you know, and all that stuff. Triple H knows this. He brings these guys in. He brings them into NXT. He, look, look at the Undisputed Era, these guys, or Bobby Fish, O'Reilly, you know, all these guys, these, these great talents, Roddy Strong, he's a great, he's got a great eye for talent, Triple H, and then he crushes them. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, come on, let's call a spade a spade here. 
But who's making those calls on the, on the main roster, you know, as opposed to NXT? And we know it's all Triple H. But who's who's booking? Triple H and Vince and Stephanie, that they're the end-all be-all. At the end of the day, it's Vince's call. I'm not saying, I'm not even implying that Triple H is going to his father-in-law begging him. Put me over, put me on top. I'm not saying that. I'm not even, I, I don't want to imply that. I, I know that's not happening. Trust me. But Triple H has Vince's respect as family. He has his respect of great of a worker. Triple H has been his whole career. How great of a talker he's been his whole career. He's a great performer, a legacy performer. Triple H, has no doubt, I would never throw a flag on that. I respect him in that regard. But Triple H also knows and that he has the ability to say, no, Vince, I don't need to be the guy, the shining star in this five-on-five traditional Survivor Series elimination match. Let's have Samoa Joe be that guy. Let's have Nakamura be that guy. You know, let, let's, let's, let's have that happen. Let's have that happen. He has that. Let, no, no, Vince, I don't have to make Kurt Angle look like shit again. God, they are just, uh, Kurt, I, I, this is the, the most, I've talked about, he's the most credible man in the history's business, the business history. Uh, history's business, I always say that. Uh, but <laughs> I, I, I hate the way they're booking and dealing with Kurt Angle. I want to see Kurt Angle come out on Raw tonight and destroy people and just quit as the GM and get in Stephanie's face and tell her, take this job and shove it, I'm out of here. I like that. And then anybody who gets his way, he just suplexes them, chokes them out, snaps their ankles, something. Anybody. Enough. Can Enough. I play, can I play devil's advocate? Because I'm, I'm not a ditto guy. Yeah. So <laughs> you know, if, if, I was, uh, you know, if I was Triple H here, I'd say, you know, he took, he took a lot from the guys in the match, I would say, for one. and um, That's how he gets over, bro. Go ahead, continue. Yeah. Go ahead. Trust me. Go ahead. Go ahead. Keep going. I mean, that's what he would say. Um, Trust me. Yeah, I, I don't know. And, and with uh, with Kurt Angle, I, I agree with you on that. Like, I think they're setting up for WrestleMania. No, that's what it seems oh, like. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. I, I know that. But that, too, is a problem. See, that's a whole other problem. You're right. I know that. I, I uh, definitely agree I, with you. I think, because you mentioned this before, I think you, you think that's a perfect opportunity. If Jason Jordan is a priority for them, that would be a perfect opportunity at WrestleMania with Kurt. Uh, yes, but Jason Jordan, correct. But Jason Jordan is not, I think as a heel, he'll be excellent. But I don't know. I know he's going to get over better as a heel than he is a babyface. I mean, geez, if he walked out with a pile of poopy on his shoulder right now, he'd get over better than he's getting over right now. Do you know, know what he reminds me of, though? Do you remember a certain guy in, in the mid-'90s who, who came out and everybody booed was supposed to cheer him? Oh, The Rock. Yeah, that's yeah, what he reminds yeah. me of a little bit. Well, not to say I'm not comparing him, like yeah, you know, talent wise, but uh, <laughs> I'm saying the fact that the guy they're trying to make a, yeah. f- a baby face or you know. a, a heel. But, but you're yeah. right. Listen, I understand a lot of people say that, and you're not wrong. Uh, but you're also not wrong. In the other sentence, he's not. He's not the rock. No, I mean the <laughs> rock not, wasn't the rock then either. He's not the rock uh-huh. on the mic. He's not the rock. Rock in his work rate either. He might be a better pure athlete than the rock, but that's not enough. You, you, athleticism is is a major part of being a successful sports entertainer, performer, pro wrestler. It's just one component. I, I think the timing, uh, your mic work, in no particular order. They're, they're, your physical look, obviously, you know, Jason Jordan's physical look, he looks great. His body looks great and all that. But um, I believe, and I talk about the connectivity when you talk, the in your voice tone, things you say and all that stuff. Rocky had that from jump. You know, and 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 Rocky's a, a star, uh, always was a star uh, for the most part. Stephanie first first started, I know that, 
Jason Jordan, maybe as a heel, he can find that guy. Um, but it, this is not about Jason Jordan. It's I'm staying locked in, bro, about what happened last night, which I know leads to Royal well, Rumble, WrestleMania. I get that. But then what you're doing, you're, so then I'm not saying you said this, so I'm not putting words in your mouth, Seth. But so then when you do that as a book, as a booker, uh, or WWE, so then you're saying basically guys like Joe is a pawn, guys like Bobby Roode's a pawn, so Finn Balor's a pawn, Nakamura's a pawn, even even Braun Strowman to a degree, so he's a pawn. So so that that's basically what I feel when, when that happens, because those guys should have main event spots that Shane McMahon might have at WrestleMania. Triple H might have at WrestleMania. Uh, I don't think Kurt Angle's going to be in the main event at, at, at WrestleMania, but he'll have a high-level spot. But they need to do something with Kurt because he just, like I said, they're just, I don't, I'm just not a fan of the way they're handling Kurt. I'm not. I just don't, I'm just not, um, you know. Hey, we'll go to California here. Pally Rob, is this Cali Rob or Pally, who's this? This is Cali Rob. Cali Rob, how are you, big guy? I'm good. I'm doing good. I was having a little bit of trouble with uh, Captain Charisma, Pat McGroin. Oh, Pat McGroin. Yes, Pat McGroin. <laughs> Pat McGroin is the star, uh, the guest call screener. Why? Was there a struggle with him getting your name? T- please tell me what happened. It just sounded like he was in a Vegas. It sounded like he was inside of a slot machine in Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> Will you stop? <laughs> that was funny, Rob. What's going on, man? <laughs> Uh, I just wanted to uh, pull a Dennis Jones and ditto you on the whole outlook on the show. Yes. And going going back to what you were talking about last week, and I know people jumped down your throat, um, when you talked about robots, I mean, I know the internet wrestling community is going to hate me, but that Shield match, I was, I was trying to stay awake, bro. Like, it, uh, they're all great athletes. Yeah. They're all amazing superstars. They're all the future. But it was not... An exciting wrestling match to watch. Rob, I kind of, listen, I got to tell you, I kind of like that match. I did. I thought it was a good match because I thought they, 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 they did a good amount of spots. They told some physical stories. I mean, like I said, I don't know why they had rules in the match. There was kind of no rules. <laughs> you know, that part I got you on. But I, I kind of thought it was good. Now, look, they were in a great spot, Rob, and I've talked about that a lot, as you know, about when you're in that that kickoff match, that first match on the oh, pavement, yeah. the people are re- people no are hot. Yeah, you could, yeah. So I think that helped them. My my thing about robots is like you know, dude. Like I feel like there's nothing. There's nothing really. And I know it's a it's an exaggeration when I say nothing or nobody. That's rude to say. But I hate stereotypes, and sometimes I'm guilty of doing that and stereotyping people. But I feel like a lot of the current talent in WWE they're programmed like robots. They they go through their promos and their script and what they're supposed to say. They don't break that character. They stay in line. They don't want to get heat. They, they they go in the ring. They work the way they're supposed to. And it's a shame because this, these, 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 this generation today, in arguments uh, for argument's sake, they're better than my generation or the generation after me. I mean, this generation, right. they're good. Let them be them. And when you let this generation be them, you look at people like the Bullet Club. How great the Bullet Club's doing and they don't need WWE. You know, how right. great, you know what I'm saying? Like, because this generation gets it. They don't make the same mistakes um, that a lot of the the older generations have made in the ring on mic or, or you know so so they're not that you know it, it's just they're programmed like computers yes sir formulaic I think that's what you made yes. me think of it's yeah. it's, it's formulaic yeah Absolutely. and that's all that's that's it Rob I, yeah I'm not believe me I'm not and, and, I'm not, and again you didn't you didn't name names I'm naming names I'll take the heat but it just <laughs> seemed like they were you know check the box triple power bomb spot check this box yeah. we did our rope spot we did our 
suicide dive spot. Like, they just kind of checked the boxes, went down the line. Well, they're trying to get their certain spots in there. Rob, do you wrestle? No, no, I never took a bump in my life, sir. I'll, I'll defer to you on that. I know you're talking like a wrestler. I feel like you, you, got, <laughs> you have all the lingo. You obviously didn't get the markology. Uh, the, the demo, well, I'm uh, waiting for my no. list. Dennis would ever do anything. With uh, well, that's a whole other story. All right, Big Rob. Look, I appreciate it, Cali Rob. Be good, buddy. All right, man. We'll see you, man. Be good. Uh, you, yes. can, you, you can uh, nitpick, but I, I gotta say, overall for the weekend, I know the the main event was a little. Eh. Men's the men's, as you like to say, but yeah. overall, with the war games and Survivor Series, I, I was thoroughly entertained all weekend. I got. Oh tell yeah, you. no, no, I'm with you. Yeah. I'm with you. I, and I thought NXT the takeover gimmick was was they do really a great good. Job. Yeah, no, no, I I totally agree, and and I was just happy Triple H didn't start the show right uh, NXT. <laughs> I was just so happy it wasn't like him coming out, cut one of his promos. I am here and I am the game. And don't forget these young guys. We're going to put them over and I'm going to squash them in a year on Raw. Enjoy what I built. Yes, it's all about me (laughs) and my father-in-law's checkbook. (laughs) Will you stop? Oh, man. (laughs) Yes, yeah. I can just hear the conversations in Connecticut. uh, You reminded me of something, too. You were talking about uh, AJ, how we know he's such a great performer. And Paul did something really, uh, I think you could have missed it if you weren't paying attention, how he was, he kept calling AJ, you're a great performer. Yeah, he wouldn't see yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was really good. I like the way he said that because yes. at the end of the day, it's, it's true what he said. Well. You know, AJ's the performer and Brock's the fighter. Uh, right? I, I, and to a certain extent, you know what I mean? AJ's oh, like, yeah, here's my thing, bro. Yeah. I don't think Paul, when it, when it comes to AJ Styles, I don't think Paul... He's doing that totally in character. I think there are some guys that a guy like Paul might look at as performers that are in that company. I don't think AJ's that guy. I think he just did that for for the for the promo, Paul. I liked it. That's what I'm saying. I'm not. I liked it too because yeah. fighting out of this corner and the performance. I get it. Yeah. But AJ, I don't. I don't want anyone to think that anybody that I feel that AJ's a performer. AJ's a wrestler. Okay. I think he's one of the best he's, in the last. Uh, like he, like Paul how said many years, too. dude. How many Paul years? Paul said it. The best uh, performer this generation. Guy's fucking unbelievable. Dude. Yes. Trust me. Still, the guy just don't age. He's unreal. Yes. I told you I have a major problem with that match. Yeah. Is that SmackDown came into that match up three to two with two matches to go? You knew hundred percent Brock was winning. There was not yeah. a doubt Good in point. my mind going into that match, which pissed me off a little bit. I yeah. enjoyed the match a See? lot, but at the same time, what, what are you guys doing? Yeah. I know Brock's going to win. Yeah. It's like it's it's there's there's not a doubt in my I mind. Agree. I agree, bro. I agree. You are correct. Yeah, you so are correct. That, that was that was really a, a misfire on their part as far as where they placed that match. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Let's go to uh, Shy Town, Chicago. They call it. Uh, Brandon, you're on the Taz show. What's up, buddy? Yo, good moment, Taz. Good moment, Brandon. How are you, buddy? I'm all right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I got talks about about this <laughs> weekend. Oh, yeah, what's up, man? <laughs> Uh, I I enjoy Takeover better than SummerSlam. I mean, okay. SummerSlam. I, I would hope so because SummerSlam didn't happen. <laughs> That's all right. I make those mistakes. Only I'm allowed, Brandon, to make those errors. Okay, don't hack me. Uh, yeah. So you didn't like Survivor Series as much as NXT? How come? It, um, I thought I thought the Takeover had better matches, better better mm. better matches, better overall matches. Cause yeah. Yeah. um, I, I think I, I said something on Twitter about um. Um, the dream, him, him and um, I forget his name. Alistair but, Black. Uh, oh, Alistair Black. Black, yeah, and then Velveteen Dream. Yeah, that was the night to me. 
Dude, I was telling people, man, yo, bro, Brandon, I was telling people about, about my man Velveteen Dream a while ago that this kid's the real deal. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. And he is. And him and Black, they have great chemistry. And I want you, if you go back and watch it, Brandon, and anybody out there listening to this, that match, listen to the commentary. Mauro Ronaldo, okay, and how him and, and the two guys work with him, they missed the boat on the main story. Of the match, the main not the story of the match, the main story at the end because Alistair Black sat in the ring, lights down low. Uh, he won the match. He had a mic <laughs> in his hand. He had a mic in his hand. Velveteen Dream was selling, laying down next to him, and yeah. he and I'm paraphrasing. Uh, um, what's his name? Alistair Black said something like, uh, "Hey, Velveteen Dream, yada yada." You know, he said his name, and that was the story. What? Velveteen Dream wanted to say his name, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so yeah. the main story where the announcers missed it. It's simple. The story is about respect. Now, Alistair Black has a certain level of respect for right. Velveteen Dream. Your commentators, your commentators did not tell you that. You should. That's their job. <laughs> but I don't know if they know the story or not. They'd rather just, you know, Morrow's looking at a thesaurus screaming. flow. <laughs> Hey, I don't know what look. he's saying. I don't know what you I'm got. Defribbing it right now. You have to say uh, words. People know, sir. Your, your vocabulary. You cannot speak and scream into a dictaphone. It, 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 I, I got. I got one more. One more uh, thing about uh, uh, AJ Styles about Lesnar. I thought that. Um, now I, I don't think it's, it's fair because uh, AJ Styles hit Brock Lesnar with about. Twenty phenomenal forearms, and then yeah, he he get hit with one F five and he's done. Well, it's because it's WWE. He's bigger, that, bro. That's how it works. That's how the WWE looks. Vince and these guys, Triple. If someone's bigger, they just they're better. It's that's how they look at it. The guy's taller and he's heavier, so it should take AJ a million shots to hurt Brock. And one thing, an F five kills. You know that's just that's just they still even though they push the guys that are not as big now. Like compared to my generation, but they still are obsessed with size. Braun Strowman, they're obsessed with that. They 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 just think that's the money, you know. And I'm not saying it's not, but you know, uh, you know, it's nice to hear fans like yourself, Brandon. Thank you for calling, noticing that poofa. Yes, Seth. Before I go to break, what is your comments? No, just um, regarding AJ and Brock, you know, and for that match, my, uh, my girlfriend was watching with me. And- okay, there goes the trophy. Yeah. All right. You have your trophies revoked. You're no longer the trophy. Um, when someone who's not a real wrestling fan uh, recognizes and appreciates talent, that's what happened? What'd she say? When she's watching AJ do his 450 splash or anything, she's, yeah. she just said, "Wow." Yeah, like, you know, yeah. right. So even you don't have to be a fan to really appreciate but what she he does. She looks at you and say, "Wow, Seth, why can't you do what AJ does?" She says, "Wow, look what I ended up with." That's what I she ended said. up with you. You can you can run 90 feet from first to second really fast, but you can't do a 450, honey. Me me. <laughs> uh, on that note, going to break. Um, can't follow that, but you're right. You make a good point. Uh, one hour down, not an hour to go, almost. We're going to be on Facebook Live when we come back at uh, Facebook.com/slash The Taz Show. Uh, continue to talk a little bit more about Survivor Series. Take a couple more phone calls. Say hello to some of the people on Facebook Live and wrap this biatch up. Uh, on that note, Taz Show. Sit tight. Be right back, kids.
Alright, we're talking We are talking now Survivor Series are just about the bulk here We're on Facebook Live, by the way Facebook.com slash Tash Hello everybody over there So, um, we're wrapping up Excuse me, a little early Today I have a meeting uh, So I have to get to So I cannot go all the way to 10 o'clock uh, but first and foremost, support for the Taz Show comes directly from our friends at Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans, guys. The mortgage company that decided to ask why. Why can't the mortgage experience just be better for everyone? Why do mortgages require paperwork? Well, Quicken Loans answers all these questions and more with Rocket Mortgage. Rocket Mortgage gives you the confidence you need when it comes to buying a home or refinancing your existing home loan. And Rocket Mortgage, the best part, as you guys know, it's simple. Simple means easy, but it's quality. It's legit. So apply simply, understand fully, mortgage confidently. So to get started, please go to rocketmortgage.com slash T-A-Z. That's rocketmortgage.com slash Taz, equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states, NMLS, consumeraccess.org, number 3030. Oh, watch that. Mic hit. Watch it. You got a mic hit. Mic hit, things banging, stuff happening. It's crazy. Mics are flipping around over here. Watch out. Easy. Gets crazy up here. We got uh, the KFJ sitting producer chair. Uh, KFJ, it's good to have you back in the saddle, my friend. We uh, you know sat here for a little while, for about an hour, chatting up a little bit, talking about, gave a lot of opinions already about Facebook. Uh, how's it feel to be back in that producer role? Oh, my God. Whoa. <laughs> well said. <laughs> Pat McGroin, uh, yeah, he's uh, he's the guest call screener today, uh, so that that's big. Um, I've been given a lot, I think, a pretty outspoken perspective on many things. Uh, Survivor Series from last night, so um, interesting. I'm sure, I'm gonna piss some folks off uh, that don't work here or that aren't fans. Let's just leave it at that. A couple things I, I noticed uh, that I thought you probably noticed as well as a. Uh I thought Alicia Fox took a bad a bad drop off the top turnbuckle at one point. She kind of landed awkwardly. She did. She yep. did. Yes. Yeah. Thank and, God uh, she's okay. It seems like she's okay. Yep. And uh, I thought Finn just lit up Shane on the oh, outside Oh, that run and drop kick. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shane he looked breaks. like he almost he like hit a brick wall. Yeah. Well, you know, that's sometimes you bring it, and it just happens. It's it's not ballet as the expression goes. The cliche goes. You hear that all the time backstage, and, you know, you got to bring it. And, and stuff like that. Trust me, Shane would want it no other way. He'd want him to bring it like that. You got to take it. You just got to take it. <clears throat> um, you know, uh, it, it's like I was saying earlier. It's just I still can't wrap myself around the fact in that main event that we didn't see a better push push for, for, for some of those current younger guys. I thought Finn had a nice run, though, in the match. He had a couple of uh, he, nice. He did, bro, but it, it's not, it, it's not, it, it's no pun intended. It's all about the game, dude. Yep. <laughs> It really is. I mean, it's all about a guy. He's, he's 50 years old, you know. I mean, Kurt's 50. I mean, you know, like it's Shane has got to be close to 50, you know. I mean, I, I, I just I'm talking about guys that are guys that need this rub, need to get to that WrestleMania big time match, and and being pushed better in the five-on-five traditional Survivor Series match. Guys like Finn or Nakamura or Joe or Bobby Roode, 
you know, Bobby Roode, don't get me wrong, he had good spotlight stuff on it. I mean, and, and we saw that the spot, the DX suck it spot, the Triple H that was funny. And then, you know, he had Roode up, cut him on it, which was good. That was good. That was fine. That was fine. I like that. Um, it's like, and if you look, it's like, Nakamura, I'm sorry, uh, Triple H brought these guys in. We heard Michael Cole, one of those guys, say it. Several times. Yeah, several times. And it got to a point where it was like, Okay, we get it. He's got a great eye for talent and guys that built their name and their career, and he gives them an opportunity. That's awesome. That that's why Triple H has done a really good job, you know, with uh, with NXT. Um, but stay behind the scenes, homeboy. Stay in your conference calls. Stay in your suit, and 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 you know, let these other people get over. You know, I mean, that's all I'm saying. I'm just being I'm being honest. And and again, I put Triple H over huge before. Hey. His career, his ability as a, on a microphone, his ability in a ring, his legacy. Uh, if, if, I, I would say, without a shadow of a doubt, he's the first Battle Hall of Famer. Okay, well, the thing is, like from what I understand, him and Triple H, are the, uh, him and Vince are the guys who picked the Hall of Fame. So it's kind of hard, I guess, even to that level to pick yourself. Right. But I, I would, even if he was going to the Hall of Fame, I, I have no problem with that. He deserves it. No one could throw a flag on no, that. No, he deserves it. Now, he's been given a plethora of opportunity. Over his career, a lot of opportunity. They throw that word around a lot in WWE. We'll just give you an opportunity to see what you got. Okay, that's cool. As long as you give me <laughs> the same opportunities with an S that you give others that get more opportunities. So when I fuck up that one opportunity, you give me another one. Or maybe you guys didn't push it right and I get another one. You know, and another one. So that's happened with guys like Triple H. They get a lot of opportunities, not one. A <laughs> couple you know. of things. One, one about the older wrestlers, that's been a problem in the business forever. If you think uh, about it, if you go yes. back to your Vern Gagne's and your Luthez and Buddy Rogers, he's Harley you know, Race You know even. why? Because I'm not saying those guys in particular. No, but Not to take anything away from them. No, I know, were, I know. But the reason why a lot of it is a couple of things. It's one, it's they're, they're known stars. That's the first thing. Yep. So there's a little bit of a uh, of a fright, a fear. Oh, God, if we if we try to put... Nakamura in that spot right now or something like that. Uh, we know Triple H can do it. We know people dig him. He's a proven commodity. Um, you know, we know Randy can do it. He's a proven commodity. We know Kurt can do it. He's a proven commodity. You know, we, we, we know this. You know, uh, uh, we don't know. I'm just speaking how they think. Sure. There is a little bit of a fear. And I think that's been like that in the history of the business, to your point, Seth. Um, but these are not guys. This is not. These people we're talking about, the names that I just named that were in this match yesterday, they, these are not guys that learned how to become workers under the NXT Performance Center. Like These are proven professionals that have been to the, I heard either Corey Graves, it was probably Corey Graves saying about Bobby Roode's entrance. This is the biggest moment, I'm paraphrasing, please, those Corey Graves fans don't eat me up here. And I'm a fan of Corey, too, but he said something like, this is the biggest match of Bobby Roode's career, something like that. Yep. Don't, don't say that. Don't. Don't say that. Don't say that. I, I, I don't know if he was produced to say that or not. Don't. Don't. That's because the thing is, like, you, you, you can't, you shouldn't say that. You shouldn't say that. You can't say that. You can't have Vince or Stephanie, whoever's telling Corey to say that or Corey's saying it for himself, you just, that can't come out of someone's mouth. You, you, these are not, this is not um, uh, Baron Corbin. And I love Baron. And I, the more they push Baron, the happier Taz will be. But my point about Baron is, I'm just using him because it came to my head, he came in under their tutelage. You know, Joe did not. 
Rude did not. Finn did not. Knock did not. You know, these guys were made guys. AJ did not. You know, why do you think the building popped so much when Finn was about to go head up with Nakamura? Yep. Because they, they, it's there's more hardcore fans, internet fans than than they want to admit. So then you hear one of the announcers saying, "Might have been Corey, I can't remember." Oh, and these are two of the biggest stars in the history of Japan, or something like that, which is cool. And then you heard another commentator again. I could, I got so confused who was who because they sound the same. This is not Japan. Don't say that again. That's coming from sure producing them that way. That's not the announcer saying that. Who said that anyway? Who was it? I can't. I, 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 yeah, I can't know, tell man. the difference either. I can't I tell, tell, dude. I, I, I just. Uh. But it, it, and I agree to your point. They're not listening really to the audience. Is it, I know that's always what they want to do. Like yeah. AJ got the biggest pop of the night, and Samoa Joe, people went crazy when he oh. came out. They, they did a great job with their music and, and these guys and, and the way they come out and their. They entrance, always but, do. They but, always do. But these guys, like, the fans are really the, the they're the hardcore fans, the ones going to all these shows and I spending know. all their money on their product. Bro, I I know, I know, I know. I, I and when you hear about it, those watching Facebook Live, apologize <laughs> that the lighting on yours truly is very dark. We're just having, uh, and I get all the thumbs up. I see you guys on Facebook Live. Thanks for all the love on the Facebook. Thank you. Um, we're not using the same camera, and we're not using the same lighting. It's not Anthony's fault. If you guys missed the top of this this show, the podcast, maybe you listened to it, maybe you missed the top of the live gimmick here. This studio is basically stripped down for the most part. This this floor is, because the merger happened. It's it's this is now Intercom, and we're moving. Everybody's moving out of here. They took the clock, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> they took my clock. The clock that we use, any producer or me, go wide, Ant. Show people the wire hanging out of the friggin' wall here. They took the clock. Okay, uh, they, 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 they're stripping this place down they're, so we don't have our regular microphone. Uh, there's the clock. Oh, by the way, there's the wire. I'm just looking at it now. I wasn't looking at the, the monitor. See that wire on the right-hand side? That's where the clock used to be that we work off of, that our brake wheel, they call it. <laughs> it's gone. We come in, it's gone. Um, yeah, all the gimmicks are still around here, but our main camera's gone, so that's why the camera looks a little dark. Uh, it's just so much stuff going on here, guys. Um, they're, they're, I think some people are forgetting that I'm still doing a live show here every day, which is a little frustrating. So um uh, there is a chance i'm letting all you people know i said this earlier maybe you folks on facebook didn't hear it that, that while listening i'm sorry watching on facebook live i um uh, there's a chance that <clears throat> we might do just podcast every day uh and drop drop my content to you all uh via podcast and not even go live i we gotta have a meeting i have a meeting today as you know seth but then i'm gonna have a meeting uh with folks here and you'll be involved with that my man seth here word uh, Stephen Martell, uh, Martell on Facebook Live, Lumberjack is gone. Well, he's not here today. Um, is he gone from the show? I don't know. I guess not today. I guess that's the best way to answer it, right? Well, I don't, we don't know. No. I, yeah. we, we just we really can't get the detail. We're going to say uh, – We'll just leave it at that. Wait, I just got something in my ear. Okay. Uh, we're not going to comment at this time. Okay. Yes. I'm out of the loop. Let's just leave it at that. You just body slammed me and broke my glasses. Jose Santiago, talk wrestling, Taz. I've been <laughs> Jose. He put it in all caps, though, so we understand he's being sarcastic. Bills, bills, bills. We've bills, been, bills. we've been, we've been. I'm trying, I'm trying. Yeah, speakerphone Jones, you're on the Taz show. You're in Houston. Were you at the show yesterday, Survivor Series? I was at both uh, NXT TakeOver and Survivor Series with uh, little microphone Jones. 
Microphone Jones, that's your son, I assume. That would be correct, sir. Awesome. Uh, how was the show? I mean, tell us how things went there. So the show was great. Uh, lot, lots of uh, uh, fan participation, let's say. And uh, it, uh, the, the energy in the building was huge. Um, I did have a question in regards to the attendance uh, in TakeOver and what it could potentially mean for Houston down yeah. the road getting another one of these weekends. Wait, say, say, uh, so, okay, keep, keep going. Okay, so Survivor Series, for example, I would say was easily 90%, if not more, full, uh, even the nosebleeds. Okay, uh, however, that's good. good for them. Yeah. Takeover, I think it would be generous to say was 65 to 70% full. Okay. There were entire sections empty, like just top to bottom, nobody there. And they already had a significant amount of the sections blacked out with tarp and, uh, mm. you know, the, the gimmicks for everybody to come out and everything. And then on top of that, it certainly was not a full attendance. Wow. That's interesting. I didn't know that. Um, that's interesting. Um, hmm. All right. Speaking of phone, Jones. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate you calling. I'm glad you and your son had a good time. I never know. I mean, I look. It's it's a big building. I mean, back to back nights is tough to do to sell out. It really is. It's hard. I don't think that's bad for NXT. I don't to think play it's bad. A bigger, play a big arena. I don't think the like guy. That? The guy's not saying it's bad, bro. No. He's just saying that you know it was you know. But why you got to attack the guy? He's I'm not, not saying that. I, I'm not attacking. I'm just saying he's a regular fan of the show. And their next uh, their next big event is in Philadelphia. I I would venture to guess that they'll do better in Philadelphia. Of course, of course they will. Of course, uh, Kyle Henry. Facebook Live, he said, did you see the video of Triple H walking to the screen on stage and falling after Pavey went off the air? L-M-A-O. That means last my, left my ass off. I did not. <laughs> Kyle, I did not, but um, Seth uh, did, and Seth told me about it. Um, here, let me tell you something. Okay, I'm sure it was very funny. I could picture exactly what he did, and, and that's cool. Let somebody else do that. And watch how much heat they get from the boss. So when you have, when you could kind of do what you want out there, you can be creative and have fun. Uh, and Triple H does that, and he is creative, and he has fun because he's allowed. Um, let 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 um, let Titus O'Neil bump into the thing like that and act like he fell down. People would laugh. It's to be just as funny. Uh, and watch how much heat he gets. Let let uh, you know. Let Kevin Owens do it. Well, maybe not Kevin. They pushed him hard, but you never know. Oh, by the way, how much for all that, that theory? That I told people about that, <laughs> that the heat that those guys had. Oh, they got sent home. Oh, God, please. Yeah, you know what that is? If you're just not watching, uh, yeah. fished in. Fish hook, right. Yeah. Hooking them out. That means you're being a mark. Reel them in. God, look, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the video. Look, I'm doing a dark match over here. Reel them in, Jerry. Reel them in. We're going to Mendy's after this? Mendy's. <laughs> Soup's not a meal, Jerry. Mendy's. That was the place that, what's his name? Uh, ba Banya. Yeah. Banya. Banyan. Banyan. Yeah. The guy was hilarious. Uh, gold, Jerry. Gold. gold. <laughs> right, that was his line, right? Yes. <laughs> hey, uh, Peter, in Scotland, you're on the Taz show. What do you say there, Hammer? Good moment, Taz. How you doing? Oh, good. Pete, look, do me a favor, big guy. Lower your uh, radio or your uh, computer because I can hear myself. I've, I've, I've not got a radio on. Excuse me? I'll just I'll just move him. Okay, no problem. Okay, continue, sir. How can I help you? Yeah, I'm just wondering about Survivor Series. Um, 
it was essentially the, the point you made about Triple H sort of making himself the, the focal point of the show. Yes. Um, I felt that it looks like they're going to do Braun Strowman as the sort of anti-authority figure. So we're sort of setting that up going forward. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And yeah. I think you'll probably see a bit more of Triple H on Raw. I know that that's probably not the best thing for business, but I think if it gets Braun into a position as a as a babyface, pardon the, the terminology. Um, um, I don't know. So you're saying that maybe they could do that, dude. I'm not saying they're not. I mean, Braun was the only guy they, they let be left there with uh, Triple H. I mean, but I, I don't – like, I, I think Braun is an amazing attraction. He, he's, like I said earlier, a better athlete than I initially would give him credit for, just looking at his big, thick physique he's got and how big he is. But he's done some good physical stuff in the ring, and I'm and Triple H is phenomenal in the ring. Uh, not as good as he was when he was young, and he's still very good. I mean, I, we're like yeah. the same age, and I can't do uh, what I used to do anymore. So God bless him, he can. Um, Triple H, I mean, but uh, Triple H can make anyone look even better than they are. So I know that much. And Triple H is over; he's over big time. So no matter what Braun does to him, Triple H will make it even better because B- Triple H is over. So that's very good. That's very good for Braun. I just don't know if that's the way they should go. I mean, maybe they'll they'll do a said, thank you for calling, Pete. Appreciate it. Maybe they'll go that route where Braun's this anti-establishment thing just for tonight or because I, I don't know. I I and I, I I like Braun. I don't want to sit here and knock Braun. And if I I don't want to say something negative and it sounds like I'm knocking Braun because I'm not. I, I just would have liked to see one of those other guys get the spotlight list, not not Triple H. And a lot of people aren't going to tell you that. People that do shows or podcasts, they're really not going to say that to you. Now, I'm not talking about, uh, you know, Joe Bobby, who does a, a podcast uh, that, you know, gets 20 downloads. That, that's doing it in, you know, you know, the basement of a deli he works at. You know, I'm not talking about that. That actually might be better lighting than the lighting we have here. <laughs> there might be better lighting in that deli in the basement, tell you the truth. Come on. <laughs> no, but, uh, no. Thing is... People that have been in that company and want to get in that, get back in that company, they're not going to tell you that. I'm being frank and I'm being blunt. I have no agenda. I am not looking to go back to WWE. I, I WWE don't want me back, and I'm I have uh, uh, I, I love what I do now, and I love being in, in the radio industry, and 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 we'll see where I end up if not doing this show as is in 2018 or doing something else. Who knows? Um, I'm 99.9999999% sure it's not going to be WWE. Um, I'm kind of veering, I've been veering into a whole other world here for the past few years, yes. So you're saying there's a chance. No. <laughs> I always leave an alpha anything in life, you know, I do. But I get your, I get your humor. I yes. get it. Dumb I, and dumber. I understand. I, I do, I understand. I keep looking up at that wall. There's still no <laughs> clock there. It's just crazy. It's just freaking me out, I say. Freaking me out, I'm telling you. Freaking me out. Hey, let's go to... Uh, we're going to go down there to uh, Baltimore. Uh, last call of the day. Mark, you're on the Taz Show. What's up? Taz, how you doing? Good oh. moment, man. Good, man. What's up? I'm good. 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 Uh, two quick things. First of all, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens' interference, I felt like did nothing for that main event at all because no one's talking about what they did. Correct. No one's talking about it. Secondly, I didn't like the fact that, okay, Triple H is becoming a modern-day Dusty Rhodes because – what he did, I didn't like. It took Braun Strowman one power bomb to take out Bobby Roode. 
It took one power bomb to take out Shinsuke Nakamura. Now, these are guys that are younger. But it took Braun Strowman to do two power bombs. Now, first of all, when he power bombed Triple H the first time, Triple H got up like nothing happened. Right. Then he had to power bomb him again. I didn't like that at all. It's like you're trying to make Triple H bigger than, I mean, bigger than what it is. Believe me, I like Triple H, but he's becoming what young wrestlers don't like. An mm. older wrestler who had his time. And not saying it's time for to move over and let let these young guys get their opportunity. Uh, I listen. Everything you just said, I agree with, except for the Dusty Rhodes comment. That I don't agree okay. with. And no, and I'll tell you why. Because during that era, Dusty, it was a little bit of a different situation. Okay, the some of the talent that they had, like in the NWA, they were good. They they were. They they weren't to the level of drawing the money that Dusty was, and Dusty stayed kind of in that spotlight, right? You know, I mean, it's a little bit different. Uh, he's Dusty. Uh, but I, I get what he's talking about. I, I do get what he's saying, but it's a little bit of a. But with Dusty, because it made me think about this, and I'm glad he brought it up, because I remember Tully Blanchard complaining about Dusty as a booker. He said, why doesn't Dusty just book himself against Dusty? I right, mean, right, right. you know, so I think as he's meaning to say, like, use it, use that power for others as well. Oh, well, I've been saying yeah. that since the show went live at 8 a.m. today. Right. Uh, but, but I think that's the point. You no, know, I get the point. But, but, I, but I also, but I also, Mark, and, I, and don't take this the wrong way, and I'll tell you too, Seth. Like, first off, I don't believe, I'm, I'm, I kind of was raised in a way, this is going to sound crazy to you and Mark, maybe, maybe it don't sound crazy. And I spit all the truth out here, and I'm blunt and I'm honest, but, like, if someone is along with us, I don't believe in speaking ill of the dead. Like, that's just me. Um, oh, oh no, no! I'm, I'm not speaking of the dead. Believe me, I like, I love Dusty. Dusty was a, was a great talent. Believe me. What I'm saying is, is that when you would see Dusty Rhodes, he would try at least he would try to get like for instance, it seemed like he would try to get the sympathy from the rest from other wrestlers. Like he would get he would get attacked and beat up. Oh, he would and, he would juice, um, bleed, sell, bump, and and exactly. get guys over. He was getting guys and, over, bro. Yeah, I know. Okay, okay, but how but how about the time when he when he when Lex Luger and him was going against the United States, Lex Luger was, was, was really a younger wrestler. Right. And he went over, got over on, dust, on, on Lex Luger. And at that moment, I felt like Lex Luger was, was an up-and-coming young wrestler. Believe me, Dusty was better, but he was younger. What I'm saying is, no, believe me. Yeah, I but hold on, but Dusty, hold on, hold on. He was, but Lex wasn't as good of an in-ring worker, nowhere near no, Dusty. He, Lex was a, was a physique guy. Um, he looked amazing, and you know he wasn't. Uh, uh, I, I don't. I mean, a lot of that's. You know what I mean, bro? He wasn't like like a stud yeah. worker in the ring. You know. I respect what you're saying. You know more than I do, Taz. You really do. Well, no, you no, you have your part. opinion. I'm not. I'm just. And it's right, cool, right. bro. I listen. The thing you're saying about the crops of your conversation with me is, and I agree with you because I did. You listen to my show when it went live at 8 a.m. today? No, I didn't. I didn't. Okay, I, when you I, go I back, it. do you listen to the podcast usually or not? Yeah, I do. I'll go back and listen. You to go. You'll hear what I say, and I get into this whole thing, bro. This is what I said, Mark. I debuted in the WWE in the year 2000. Okay, mm-hmm. and I posed and asked the question: What has really changed? At, it's almost 2018. In 17, 18 years, as far as the main event spot, if you watched that show last night, Triple H is still in the main spot. Triple H is the yes, guy. He is. You know, but yes, but, he but, is. but but you know, it's, so it's like to me, it's ridiculous, dude. He listen. <laughs> there are many guys. That, you know, uh, cost, I don't want to get too crazy here, but there, because I just try and I don't want to make it about me, but I know I saw it many times with many people where there was money cost because of certain political powers of certain people. That's all I'm going to say. And many guys that happened to, guys that were legit, 
Okay, trust me, a lot of guys. And, and, and as fans, we love it when guys get another chance, like you know Jinder Mahal or Drew McIntyre, even Sami Zayn. With this, you know, this yeah. this turn has is, is made him much more interesting to me. I yes. could care less about him before. By now, the way, I'm glad you start continuing. Yeah. Now I just think he's, the, you know, now I like Who? to watch Who? Sami Zayn. I could oh, care yeah, less yeah, before. Yeah, yeah, now yeah. I want to watch everything he says. Yeah, well, they better do something with him and Kevin, because Vince McMahon took a bunch of bumps and got his ass kicked by doing business the right way for his company for a guy named Kevin Owens. So they need to revisit what they're doing with Kevin and Sammy and, and, and Shane jumping off that damn cell and helping get over, in essence, Sammy with Kevin. So they need to revisit that whole thing, and they should be pushing those guys. Those are two guys that could have been in that last, last moment last night, along with Rude and, uh, and, and Joe and Nakamura or Finn Balor, one of those guys. You know what I mean? Really. I mean, seriously. Come on. I mean, you know. I know. Oh, they're going to a main event. They're going to have Triple H versus Shane at the main event. They're going to do Triple H versus. Yeah, I know. Triple H shouldn't be in any main event at WrestleMania. It shouldn't happen. No. That's it. It shouldn't happen. I don't care who they're planning on putting him with. And Shane McMahon shouldn't be in any main event at WrestleMania. I don't think there'll be any guest of the Taz show from the WWE coming anytime soon. Lordy B. Mm-mm-mm. Fire! Damn. Speaking of, uh, before I wrap up here, Drew Galloway, I there was a whole thing on Twitter I was doing on Saturday night. I watched that match. I saw, unfortunately, how Drew tore his bicep. I knew it right away. Um, it was on that spot they did off the ropes for the 1-2-3. Uh, Sienna almost was supposed to win. Trust me, no one told me this. I had someone, well, you know something? Yeah, I know something. I know watching it, bro. I watch, and I've been in this game for like a long time and lived it in many levels. So when I see it, I know it. I don't need no one to tell me. I don't need someone, uh, uh, someone from the locker room to call me, ooh, this is what happened. I don't need that. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not one of those reporters. <laughs> I, I live this shit. So I train guys I, as a commentator. I, I, yeah, you know, I know. Maybe I'm on my own nuts right now, but so be it. Okay, I'm shooting truth for you okay the guy tore his bicep on a spot because he held the rope too long and it, it tore his bicep i've always said the ring is a weapon and the ring is a weapon and he just made a, a simple accident a mistake it happens he's a he's a great talent true galloway i feel horrible from i love him i know him and i hope he kicks ass and comes back he'll come back from a torn bicep depending what level the tear is it's a four to six to seven month uh recovery I tore my bicep from the top down, from my de- from my rotator cuff down. I think he, looking at it, because I saw when he was in the ring, I think he tore his from the crook of his arm, the bend of his arm, the bottom, up. It rolled up. It either rolls up or rolls down. Yes. So so that's what he did. Um, you could see the indentation of his bicep. I knew it right away. I felt horrible from him, like horrible. Um, and, but people think, oh, well, the referees, uh, they called it audible. There was no audible. They were still audible. That, that, that was the finish of the match. So, you know, it sucks what happened to him. But he'll bounce back. You know, and we've seen that over the years, how guys uh, are able to fight through injury and, and finish the match, which is, you know, like a Finn against Seth Rollins. It's hard, dude. I mean, it's amazing how these guys are able to suck it up and, and finish the match, you know. Dude, I, I told stories about myself. Uh, I, I remember done, when yeah. I blew my shoulder out of wrestling Shane Douglas, supposed to win the TV title. And the first spot we did, I, I was like a, I was a, a, a neck breaker, like a, what do you call it, a spinning neck breaker, honky-tonk man type style. 
and Shane did to me. It was my fault. I didn't rotate enough, and I landed on the side of my shoulder. Boom, it popped. I heard. I'm like, oh, God. Dang it. And I knew it, and we had to keep working. <laughs> like, you know, and, and Shane got me through the friggin' match, dude. It sucked. Did you call an audible and I, on that And match? I won, no. Oh, you won No, anyway. and I won. <laughs> I won the title, the TV title. <laughs> yeah. Well, they, uh, they dropped, uh, when Owen dropped Austin on his head. Yeah, it happens. I mean, he's it happens. temporarily paralyzed, and he still got up and, and yeah, had I, the worst roll-up in history, but Jesus. I did everything in my power when I broke my neck and fought Lord Lowell to get up. Everything in my power, and I couldn't get up. Thank God Eddie Guerrero was my partner. Thank God. So he went in there and worked with you know, Scorpio and Malenko and finished the match. Um, anyway, I'm going to wrap up in a second. Kerry J. Framington on Facebook Live. Shield had... The match of the night. I said that earlier. I love the match that Shield had. We had a guy called, Callie Rob called. He said he didn't like it. I was surprised. I liked the match. You know, we had a fan call and say he didn't like it. I liked it. I thought it was a good match, too. Again, they were in a good spot. They were in that first spot, you know, the opening match. So that helps. You know what I mean? That does help. Um, I did think that match was good. I, I liked the Uso, Shazam, uh, Uso, Sheamus, and Cesaro match. That might have been my one of my, probably one of my, I guess, favorite matches. I don't normally do favorite match thing, but, you know. Everybody worked hard. Production worked hard, so you can't throw a flag on that. How about Charlotte and Alexa? I thought that was a great match. Oh, yes, they did. Yeah, we talked a little bit about that. I, I thought it was an excellent match, too. I mean, so like I said, I liked the show. It wasn't that. I just, um, you know, I don't know. They got to figure this. They got to figure out what they're doing here. You can argue that the last match was like the biggest letdown of the night. Yeah. Because it was going great up until that point, except for the fact that I knew Brock was going to win. Do you think that young kids that are like freaking – Nine years old, eight years old, they're like, who's the old guy with the beard, daddy? You know, who's that guy? It's Triple H. Because he's not on that often, so it's... No, I mean, and, and he look, he physically still looks good. I wish I looked like him. We're the same age. He looks great. I'll give you Joe DeFranco's number. No, nah, I don't need Joe DeFranco's number. I'm just kidding. I have his number, actually. I'm just kidding. Douche comment by you. <laughs> he does a great job. People saying, Dennis Jones gone. I don't know. We have no idea. So people on Facebook, I have no idea. Um, I really, I don't know. It's just, you know, whatever. I don't um, know either. We don't know. Um, maybe we'll have more information down the road. Uh, anyway, like I said, uh, I'm going to wrap up here. But the thing is, um, rest of the week, I don't know. I don't, there's so much equipment changes and the studio changing. There's so much crap going on. I'm getting really ticked. And it's tough to work. They're taking, they, there's stuff behind the scenes that they've taken out here for video, guys. I really don't want to get into detail about it. And it's it, it, it's like, you know, it's a little annoying. So it's it affects how I do my show. So I can't, I'm not going to work under those, that, that, that situation until everything's, there's more clarity in what we're doing, where we are. I'll still do, I, I, it might happen tomorrow. I might just start dropping a podcast every day, just Covering wrestling like I do and, and stuff like that, and that might happen. You'll still get your content, but, you know, 2018, things will be different on from a lot of levels. I've been teasing and talking about it. When I tease, I don't mean it like I know more. I do know more than I can tell you, but I just say 2018 is going to be a little bit different. Some of you might love it. Some might be a little annoyed. Some might like it if it if things happen the way some of us think. I know it sounds like a riddle, and I hate riddles, and I apologize. <laughs> I don't know what to say, Seth. You know what I'm talking about, and I just don't, I'm not at liberty to say. I can't say. 
I right. just say stay tuned. I know. It's so cliche, though. Yeah, all right. Let's go. Big news coming. Yeah. Well, we see. Yeah. Uh, on that note, I appreciate everybody who called the show, interacted on Facebook Live, sp- share the show, spread the show. Uh, people on Twitter were interacted. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We're wrapping up early here. Hope you enjoyed the Survivor Series reaction and stuff like that. All right. Uh, for everybody here at the Taz Show, I'm Taz. You're not. Uh, adios. my space and screen names back then when i was only worried about my top friends now my circle is getting smaller all these people acting fake man and to be honest i don't even have a top 10 me against the world i've been doing